Hey guys, good morning to you. It is, uh, well, the recording of this takes place on Wednesday, February 15th, about 6 o'clock in the morning, a little after that. If you can get your copy of God's Word uh, and open up the, the second chapter of the book of Philippians, we'll get started there in a bit and find verse 5. As you do it, and I'll tell you, this is DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word Podcast. I'm Danny Smith, you know, your, your Bible teacher, and I'm glad that you're with us today. And today we continue our study of the book of Philippians, and we uh, have come to one of the most well, discussed, written on, talked about, uh, speculated on passages in, in the Word of God itself. It has to do with the mind of Christ, as Paul writes in, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of of the Father. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, is how Paul begins this marvelous passage of Scripture, making it clear, reminding us that we need to reflect, we need to remember, we need to realize, and then we need to emulate the type of spirit, the type of attitude, the type of mind uh, that Jesus seemed to have. Uh, and, and then Paul says, being in a form of God, but did not consider it robbery to be equal. Uh, with God. The body of Christ means the attitude exhibited. Uh, someone has written, you know, that, that attitude uh, determines altitude. And I guess that's, that, that uh, that's probably true, probably correct. A lot of us are defeated, discouraged because we just have a bad attitude. Uh, you know, it's easy to point it out in others. You see people, oh, they got such a bad attitude, but we never see it in ourselves. You say, well, what, what kind of things make a bad attitude? A negative outlook? You know, a defeatist thought, you know, oh, oh this is never going to work. It's never going to be good. That's, that, Jesus didn't have that. The mind of Christ means we have the attitude and exhibit the behavior that, that Jesus exhibited. We must do the same thing. Uh, James said the same thing in James chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. No, we won't turn there. Uh, don't get it out, but just make a mental note of that. These verses in Philippians go all the way back to eternity past. Uh, the, the form of God, when, when, when Paul writes about the form, has nothing to do with shape or size. After all, God is spirit as such is not, to, is not thought of or realized in human forms. And yet the Bible, uh, the Bible, when he uses the word form, and when Paul uses the word form, is talking about the outward expression of our inward nature. I remember when I was in seminary, uh, Dr. Yarborough uh, was teaching us how to put worship services together. And, and he was trying to teach a bunch of preacher guys about <laughs> about putting a musical services together, really. We had to do, I think it was 10 worship services, and I forget, he had a whole list of stuff, and it had to do more with uh, doing the music and other things than it was uh, doing the sermons. And, uh, you know, of course, there was a lot of different attitudes about that in that class, the guys who, I ain't ever going to lead music and all this other stuff, but I found it'd be a very helpful class. And then one day, uh, Dr. Yarbrough had us put together a baptismal service, and I thought that was kind of kind of different, kind of unique. Uh, usually, where I, I had been, uh, the, the places where I had worshipped, I had pastored at the time. Uh, baptism was kind of like the Lord's Supper. You just kind of tacked it on, uh, often maybe at the beginning of service or at the end of the service or whatever, and you just kind of did it, went on, and never referred to it. 
But he reminded us of the importance of baptism, that, that baptism was an outward expression of an inward grace that had been received. And I've always seen it different, and I've always tried to do baptism different. And true, to be honest, it's hard to, uh, <laughs> you know, I typically had to get in the water and get out of the water as a pastor, even to baptize people. It was hard to to not have that break in there. Uh, but I always try uh, to remember that when people are, are baptized, that it's a glorious moment. It's not the moment of their salvation. It's the moment of our celebration of their salvation. Uh, so we look back and we realize uh, that this outward expression, well, that's what, that's what needs to happen in our life. The fact that we have been saved, the fact that we have grown in Christ, the fact that we have become what God wants us to be, there should be this expression uh, of, what, of what we have become and what God wants us to be. Man, it's a hard thing, an impossible thing to really fully uh, explain what this means. But I will tell you, or try to help you grasp and give you an example, more than 20 times in the New Testament, we are instructed on, on how to live with one another. You say, what? That's right. The Bible tells us at least 20 times on how to live with one another. And apparently, when you look at how much trouble we have getting along, we haven't listened very well. Let me just remind you some of the things the Bible says while we're here together this morning. Uh, the Bible says in Romans 12, 10, we are to prefer one another. Uh, we're, we're to put others first. So if you go to the buffet and the person behind you likes pecan pie, there's one piece left and you take that pecan pie, you're not preferring. <laughs> you're preferring your appetite. Uh, we are to prefer one another. We're to edify or encourage one another, strengthen their faith and, and, and be an inspiration to them. But this is, you say, Brother Danny, how do we do that? I mean, I can't, I can't, um, purposely say, oh, I'm going to inspire uh, Teddy. Well, no, you can't do that. And, and, and that, that would be an ego problem. Uh, but we want to live such a life that we believe and seek to bring God glory through the things we do, things we say, the things we become part of. And it is that process of our seeking to glorify God that, that we edify others as they watch, as they listen, as they learn, as they observe. And, and we could go on and describe uh, the different actions there. But edification of other people begins with us making sure that we're committed uh, to the things uh, we want to do. And, and by the way, that's found in 1 Thessalonians 5.11. I'm not sure that I mentioned that. And then in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, we find that we should bear each other's burdens. And man, that, that, that <laughs> oh, uh, we like to tell people our problems. We like to pass our, our problems along to others. We like to blame people for our problems. The one thing that I know that we don't like to do is we don't like to help people with their problems, much less carry or help them carry their burden. And yet the Bible's very clear. We should bear each other's burdens. Well, uh, that, as I said, that's Galatians 6, 2. In Romans 14, 13, uh, we find that we should not judge one another. Oh my gosh. Uh, it, there's something within human nature that just calls us to to see things and often to see them negatively. And in that negative uh, visualization of people's lives, we well, we judge what they're doing, who they are, what they've done. Um, churches are guilty of this when they have, well, I don't know what they're doing here. They don't live right. Or, or when they come in the door instead of hugging their neck, shaking their hand or whatever the, 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 the gracious thing would be, uh, what are they doing here? My friend, let me tell you something. We should not judge one another. 
we should we should treat each other with grace and acceptance and love and and make sure that when people come in the door uh, of the church they're welcome make sure that when they come into the the path of our life uh, that we treat them with respect and kindness and grace you say well what if they don't deserve it who are you and who am i to decide whether or not they deserve it uh, <clears throat> in romans 15 14 we find that we are to admonish one another and this means hey you know, given you know, make sure that uh, people just aren't allowed to, you know, just walk away without being. Hey, don't do that. Be careful. Watch what you're doing there. Uh, it has to do with submitting to the leadership of our Lord and Savior uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, the Apostle Paul. Well, let's just go back and read again what Paul said here. Uh, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, being the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal God but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of men. And so Paul said, you know what? We need to make sure that we're we're coming to people in the way uh, that we should come. Not thinking of ourselves, most, but uh, but thinking of our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. It's getting down uh, to the, you know, to the nitty-gritty work of of true service, of real service. a famous philosopher uh, once wrote some glowing words about educating children, but it came out that he had abandoned his own children. It was easy for him to love children in the abstract, but when it came down to practice, that was something else. Jesus thought of others and became a servant. Paul traced, uh, traced the steps of Jesus' humility. Uh, he tells us Jesus emptied himself, laying aside the independent use of his own attributes as God. He permanently became a human, in a sinless physical body, and he used that body to be a servant. He took that body to the cross and willingly died for you and I. Man, that is grace. That is the mind of Christ. That is that servant that we find, that we see. I don't know what's happened to us. I don't know why we've missed it. But the expression of following him and walking with him has to do with making sure that we have this mind. We have this attitude uh, that we need to have. Let's look back at, if you've got just a moment, I think we've got a few more moments here. Let's look at verse 8. Let's see if we can get back there and, and find that uh, real quick. Verse 8 just simply says, In being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. And there is this, this reminder that Jesus is being obedient in everything he did. He didn't have to do what he did, he didn't have to go to the cross, but because it was the Father's will and because it was the only way we could be saved and because it is what uh, the Father had planned, Jesus laid down his life for you and I. Many people are willing to serve others if it does not cost them anything. But if there's a price to pay, suddenly they lose interest. Jesus became obedient to death. Well, I don't know if there's a bigger price than that, even the death of the cross. His was not the death of a martyr, but the death of a Savior. He willingly laid down his life for the sins of the world. <sighs> Ministry that costs us nothing accomplishes nothing. In my Old Testament reading uh, just a few days ago, I, I read the story about Jesus buying a piece, uh, not Jesus, excuse me, David buying a piece of land. Uh, he had done something and it had brought it had brought devastation to the people of Israel. And he wanted to stop the devastation. And there was a little piece of property that he wanted to build a, a build an altar on. 
and he talks to the guy who owns the property, and the guy's going to give it because obviously he wanted he wanted the the, uh, the famine to stop, he wanted the pestilence to stop, he wanted everything to stop and get better. And he said, "I'd give it to you." And David said, "No, I not offer to my Lord something that cost me nothing." Often people want a ministry that costs nothing, but pays pays great dividends. But a ministry that costs nothing accomplishes nothing. If there's to be any blessing, there's going to be some bleeding. Oh, man, we need to understand that the person with a submissive mind does not avoid sacrifice. He lives for the glory of God and the good of others. And if paying a price will honor Christ and help others, he or she is willing to do it. That's Paul's attitude. Uh, we, we see we see in Paul's bringing in of others. And, and, and you know, we think about Timothy Epaphroditus and others that, that Paul worked with. But Paul learned this from Barnabas as Barnabas brought him in. And you go back and read that story and you'll see it. And, and Paul uh, even had a time where he separated uh, from Barnabas because, you know, they kind of had different ideas. And when you go back and read the story, it was Barnabas who continued to have that, that mind of a servant. And Paul for a little bit, well, he got a little different attitude, a little different, a little different mind. We need to make sure that we are having the right attitude. We're having the right mind. We're doing what, what God has called us to do, and we're doing it with the spirit God has called us to do it in. The test of the submissive mind is not just how much we're willing to take in terms of suffering, but how much we're willing to give in terms of sacrifice. We need to make sure that we have the mind of Christ. This is the very mind that led Jesus to the cross. Of course, this is the great goal. It, it, it is to glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is to, it is to bring glory to God. But if you go back and look at Philippians 2, verse 3, something we don't have time to do today, we'll find that, that phrase that sometimes causes me to scratch my head, vainglory. And my pastor, I never forget years ago, used to preach on that and, and mention it all the time. And uh, I never, I never heard that that word too. I, I tell I got saved, and started studying the Bible, and I never realized what vainglory was. But then I came to understand that it was somebody who seeks to have the glory that had to pay the price of servanthood. Uh, there comes a time in the life of a Christian where he hears the word that he wants to hear where he hears the phrase that really pleases him more than anything else. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. The truth is, we don't hear that phrase to the end. In closing time, uh, there comes a time when we close. There comes a time at the end. And it is my prayer, I hope it is yours as well, that when the end comes, when closing time is here for us, that we will hear well done, thou good and faithful servant. But if we don't develop the attitude of Christ, if we don't have that same kind of mind, we will never hear those wonderful words. We need to make sure that we are where we need to be, doing what the Lord has called us to do. We could, we could study this passage forever. There's so much here. But the truth is, Studying it doesn't do us any good if we aren't willing to live it. So I ask you today, do you have the mind that Christ had? 
a mind of service, of sacrifice, a mind that put others first, a mind that did exactly what the Father wanted. If not, in the time, we change our minds. In the time, we take a new step in a new direction. Well, if so, then I pray that you'll do it today. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. We were glad you were here. Uh, this is, of course, you know that, you've tuned in, but just to remind you, DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word podcast. Uh, you can find these podcasts in a number of places. We hope that you'll let others know they're there. Uh, we record them on Anchor, but they're available in lots of places. Most people who listen, uh, listen on Spotify. We'd appreciate you telling people. And don't forget, we have our daily devotional thought we're doing now, uh, a live video presentation, better listened to than watched, but we'll hope that you'll you'll uh, listen to that too. Uh, when you get an opportunity, as you get opportunities, uh, that's on our Facebook page, our DK Ministries Facebook page. Every day, uh, we we try to get that out kind of early, but uh, you know sometimes we don't make that. But we hope, we hope the things that we're doing here will just help you understand more about what Christ wants of us, and will help you grow in your spiritual journey. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it so much. You can contact us at dspreacherman at gmail dot com. It's all lowercase. Uh, man at gmail.com, all lowercase. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. If you just uh, write us an email, say, hey, enjoy the podcast, enjoy the videos, or, boy, you sure need to get better at that. <laughs> whatever you need to say, whatever you need to let us know, we appreciate the input. I hope today that as you go on with your day, as you go along your way, that you will have the mind of Christ, that you will do exactly what Jesus would have you do because you want to serve him more than you want to do anything else. Let's make sure that we are walking with the Lord, that we are doing what Jesus would have us do. Therefore, let this mind be in not only you, but us, which also is in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him, and given him the name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Tell others. Don't forget you can contact us dspreacherman at gmail.com all lowercase and we will see you next time. God bless you.